Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. We start tonight with some breaking news. The U.S. Senate just passed another coronavirus funding bill, this one for $484 billion. It includes $310 billion for the Paycheck Protection Program for small businesses. Also, as you know, President Trump has asked Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue for a coronavirus funding program for our outstanding farmers and ranchers. That's for $19 billion. So a lot to discuss right now. Joining us now, he's the chairman of the Senate Ag Appropriations Committee, Senator John Hoven. Senator Hoven, thank you so much for joining us, sir. A lot happened. And let's start with this bill that you guys just passed, the $484 billion for our audience tonight. What's the most important thing they should know about it? Well, Chris, this is really important for small businesses and their workers. And also, I worked hard to make sure that our farmers and ranchers are included in the legislation as well through what's called the uh, the Economic Injury uh, Disaster Loan Program. Uh, we appropriated money for that, and that includes a, a $10,000 grant aspect to it. But, you know, again, small business is the backbone of our economy here in North Dakota and across the country. And this is about getting these small businesses through this COVID-19 fight and, you know, keeping their workers uh, on board and employed with those businesses. You know, there's been some uh, challenges, if you will, with the initial PPP. I guess the question for the second round is how fast do you think it can hit the banks and hit small business owners' pockets? Well, so uh, it's already through the Senate. We got it done today. Uh, the House uh, claims that they're going to try to get it done Thursday. And so I think people need to continue to work with their local lenders and, and make arrangements to, to get uh, these loans and uh, you know, obviously the funding will be out. Um, but, it, you know, obviously we need to keep it moving to, to help, like say, these small businesses and their workers. Senator, if you don't mind, being chairman of the Senate Ag Approves, um, walk us through this $19 billion funding program for our farmers and ranchers. You know better than I do. I mean, they're just going through some big challenges right now, especially our ranchers, you know, some of these meatpacking plants shutting down. How fast can that money hit their pockets and how do they get it? Well, so I included about $23.5 billion in the CARES Act for our farmers and ranchers. This is 19 of it that's going out. There'll be some additional funds going out later. Um, it's $3 billion in purchases to buy meat products to, to try to keep, you know, our cattle ranchers, pork producers, poultry producers going, including our sheep farmers. And But then $16 billion, which goes out in, you know, financial assistance to farmers. And because I added language in the bill to our ranchers as well, which wasn't there before. And so this is just a key part of helping our farmers and ranchers get through this stretch. And as you know, I mean, we rely on them every day for that food supply, and they're out there getting it done. But they're, they were challenged before this coronavirus, yeah. and, and so, you know, they, they got real challenges, and this is to help them get through the, the coronavirus fight. You know, let me ask you, you bring up a great point, because I know there's $3 billion, I believe, for uh, faith organizations, food banks, and whatnot from this USDA program. Because of what's going on in ag right now, do you see any challenges or issues on the horizon with our food supply? Well, I, we're working through those. I, I'm, I'm working on that on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, Senator Tillis just called me from North Carolina. That's a huge hog-producing state. Uh, John Bozeman from Arkansas was on the phone with me today. We'll be talking to Pat Roberts tomorrow. Uh, from Kansas, uh, yeah, we, we have to work to make sure that that processing capability is there, not only so our farmers and ranchers can sell that product, but so our consumers know they can rely on getting it. So we're working on that, and, and you know, we have to make sure that we maintain it. 
Senator, I got two more questions for you, sir, um, and they're going to be related to China. So one is with Smithfield and the packing plant there, you know, it's owned by China. What are your thoughts, any ideas if President Trump, because of what's going on, obviously, with our ranchers, any ideas or, or thoughts on him using the Defense Production Act with Smithfield? You know, we'll have to see what happens. We've got to maintain that network. But you and I have talked about this before. You know, we have a lot of concentration in that industry. And right now, USDA is doing an investigation of it. And I think there needs to be some changes made in terms of pricing and transparency. And I'm very concerned about the ownership and the concentration in the processing industry. Senator, let me ask you this. Let's say, you know, you're on this, this joint task force with the president and, and uh, his cabinet. Let's say that you guys were on a conference call or in a meeting and the president said, hey, Senator Hovind, I got a question for you. Um, what, what do you think we should do to hold China accountable for what they've done to our country and our economy? What would you say to him? I think it's going to be a variety of things, but it starts with, you know, transparency, finding out exactly what happened so we understand exactly what happened and what they did about it. And then I think there's accountability that goes with that. And then I think it extends into a lot of these things that are made there now, whether it's pharmaceuticals and various things that we need to look at making back in this country. So th there's no question uh, that you know, we're going to have to do that both in terms of holding them accountable, the transparency, and then making some changes in terms of our relationship and how we do things. Senator Hoeland, thank you for your time. Thank you for all your hard work. I know you guys are working 24-7 right now. And I want to let our audience know, Senator, you're going to be on an Ag Roundtable tonight at 8 p.m. on AM 1100 The Flag. So for our farmers and ranchers, please join the senator there to uh, get your questions answered. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and working with our energy guys, too. A oh. lot to be done here. But <laughs> you know uh, what? We'll, we'll talk about that some more as well. But we, we've got to help our energy guys, too. We'll have you back as well. You can say that about 100 times over. So thank you, Senator. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. All right, you may remember a while back, North Dakota State Auditor Josh Gallion did an audit on the North Dakota Commerce Department. Um, from that audit, he chose to use an unprecedented, an unprecedented statute to ask for a criminal referral against the Commerce Department. So today, the Burley County State's Attorney said there is no there there. Let me repeat that. There is no there there with the Commerce Department. Also, Governor Bergen put out, I would say, a pretty scathing statement, a North Dakota Auditor Josh Gallion, I want to share with you some of what he had to say. He said the multiple audits in the past year, we can bring this graphic up, please, in the past year that made hyped up allegations of criminal charges towards state employees, including state librarians and members of our Commerce Department. Can we bring this graphic up, please? Thank you. Have created an environment of real fear among state employees. This fear became a reality as hardworking, dedicated public servants had to hire their own legal counsel at their own personal expense to defend themselves against false criminal allegations that in any real-world audit would have been considered non-material classification errors and been mentioned in a footnote of an audit versus being a headline in a press release. Here's the thing you need to know, folks, is that now that these people have been exonerated by these idea of a criminal referral from the state auditor, now that these people have been exonerated, guess who's going to pay their legal fees? And I would say rightfully so. That would be you and me, the North Dakota taxpayer, because it's just like what happened when North Dakota State Auditor Josh Gallion wanted criminal charges against people from the North Dakota State College of Science as well. You and I now are going to pay $36,000 for the people from the North Dakota State College of Science legal fees because they were wrongfully, let me repeat that, wrongfully accused of a crime.